0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Cut to Reveal. This is going to be a little bit different than our usual content in that it's going to be shorter and this is going to be exclusively on the podcast platforms. This isn't going to be on the YouTube channel. Basically, we're going to be doing a a bunch of these little short things that are going to lead into season two that we're working on right now. I'm Ricky,
1: and as always, I'm here with Peter. Hey, everyone. So we're going to play to you a commentary from the editor of Lucky Hank, new AMC Plus series with and Kirk. So Richard Schwadl, I had a pleasure to talk to him. He revealed some of the the behind-the-scenes fact when editing and making decisions on that first opening scene to the series. We thought they were interesting. So here we go.
2: Because we're introducing Bob in that first scene, obviously we want to play a lot on him, but we want to kind of see what's going on in this guy's head. And I think that first scene sets the tone of who this guy is. You know, I mean, he's doing a laundry list of grocery shopping while the kid's reading his story, you know. Cheese, American and feta tuna and vodka from my office that first scene is really difficult as an editor because it's six pages long and it's basically a conversation between two people that starts off pretty mellow you know the student says, well you know can you give us a little input
0: moving on I mean you could you could say something <clears throat> I've given you
2: my thoughts before I just have a glance at your last story or the one before that okay Jen you' hear me you like know,
0: some discussion if you offered something out loud
2: i don't think so and then obviously it escalates to him doing a complete tirade at the end which jumps into the main credits i love how it builds
1: i'll I'll tell you what i'll smile through the rest of this you are here and even if your presence at this middling college in this sad, forgotten town was some bizarre anomaly and you do have the promise of genius, which I'll bet a kidney that you don't.
2: Sometimes there were takes where they were talking on top of one another towards the end, but more often than not, directors leave room so that an editor can tighten or expand. I don't know that I'm not the next
0: Josser. We do know. All due respect, you would not know.
1: All due respect, I would not
2: Originally, the way it was scripted is it started right In on the class and two showrunners both felt like it needed something to give a little breath before we come into that moment. And so we tried a bunch of different things. We did a montage, they had shot some B roll of students walking around the campus and, you know, saying, Here we are in this campus life. And then They're like, let's steal a shot from, I think it was episode three of Hank at the pond staring at the geese. And it works so well because, first of all, he's staring off into space and you're thinking, what's this guy thinking? What's going on in this guy's head? And then you see him walk into his building and then we're in class. And they're sort of symbolic of geese migrate. They fly away. And so him looking at the geese, is there's a little bit of uh, subtext there, especially looking at the arc of the series. Just by reading the scene, I knew that it had to escalate and build to a big climax, as it does to his, his big explosion. At Railton College, mediocrity's capital! You know, it's important to to try and keep it focused on the two of them with some occasional sprinklings of reactions the moment where uh, the kid says uh, your own book isn't even available at the campus bookstore and everybody looks to Hank going oh fuck what's he going to do now? <laughs> I love that it's, it's basically like they're watching like a tennis match. A broad comedy would have, I would have gone from one group to the other and played that back and forth and really mined that kind of comic material but it's not that kind of a show and i I knew that going in it's more of a dramedy than a comedy i i would say working with the group reactions was really difficult just because where does your eye go when you're looking at six people and so it was always trying to find someone reacting where that drew your eye hopefully
1: to that person i found it interesting that you know a lot of the decisions that he discussed were actually decisions made by writers more than him in the editing room. But at the same time, he does touch on a few aspects of where the role of the editor is just crucial. Especially the beginning of the show where he says before we jumped into the classroom, the showrunners felt that we have to start a bit slower, right, mm-hmm. before we get to the classroom. He tried a lot of things, like, you know, he he mentioned montages, right, and, like, incorporating a lot of the footage that was actually shot, but not used later in, in the process, and trying to rediscover the beginning of the show. The openness that, that he, and the willingness that he expressed to just coming up with ideas one after another to finally find the solution, which, yes, showrunners suggested, but 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 the fact is that, you know, to get to that solution that they thought of, they had to go through those versions, alternatives that didn't work for for them. And that's that's a crucial role of the editor, I think, Uh, you know, the openness to try uh, ideas, you know, also the aspect of him talking about reaction shots was very interesting to me. He did mention to me that Peter Farley actually shot that scene two times just on the reactions. Hmm. And I think it's super interesting because like, um, as he said, like usually as, it, as editors, we mind for those reactions, you know, in the text that were not shot with that intention. We just get those reactions from those in-between moments for the actors. And yeah, that's that's great. That's great.
0: I like the way that Richard explained and showed us the behind the scenes of an editor and making decisions like you had just kind of elaborated on um, in the sense that it's really pulling back the curtain and showing like stuff that we've talked about before in regards to like really workshopping the scene to get it to where it needs to be in regards to staying true to the story. What I really liked about what he said was how the material will also dictate the way that he edits. You had said that it was like a tennis match. He was like, I could have gone back and forth. And then that classic comedy editing of like going in back and forth between the reactions of people. And because it's not that type of show, you know, I kind of hold back on the reins to give it something a little bit more and show that it's more not goofball as that is. It's more restrained because it is a dramedy. This is a great interview that you had with him because of really showing how an editor works and how his mind works. In this situation of building these scenes, which also is like each scene is almost its own mini episode that you're cobbling together and it's all building up to like the same thing at the end. Uh, He kind of mentioned that in regards to like the arc and how it's kind of similar. Like now without even seeing the show, we know that it's all going to be building up to something bigger that's going to basically be pretty volatile at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love it. You're right.
0: So that's it for this mini episode of Cut to Reveal. If you want to see more commentary on a couple more scenes from Lucky Hank with Richard and Peter, then you can go to Cut to the Point YouTube channel to check out more. As always, we would love it if you would share and like this as well as just tell us how we're doing. So I hope you guys have a great day. And until next time, take care.
1: Bye-bye.